Black. <laughs> hey guys, I'm John. This is Johnny. Let's talk about that. Hey guys, and uh, uh, what? What's up? <laughs> I love when you start talking as the music's going. I never crazy. know when you're going to hit it. Let me tell you, dude, I'm very mysterious. You are. There's anything people say about me is that you don't know what I might do next. You know. I know you're preaching this week. I am. I'm going to be there probably. Probably, huh? Wow, it's that's tomorrow, say, right? It's literally tomorrow. Unless it's... I come down with COVID tonight. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the only thing that could stop me, John. It does feel like now that Thanksgiving has passed, like we're all just kind of sitting around waiting for a grenade to go off now. Sure, you because know? everybody got together with Mamma and Papa, despite what Dr. Fauci said. Well, as we know, Fauci said no. <laughs> Fauci said no. Um, I So we did do most of ours outside well, for have, both, for there were there were any, any rule breakers. You have any Mavericks and Renegades in your family? Oh, so <laughs> so <at laughs> you my, want to call them out because they probably listen. At <laughs> my house, well, we've, you've had some people who've had COVID, so were they more resistant? They're like, "Look, I'm not wearing a mask." No, actually, they I've were, had COVID. They were more vigilant. So, like, my, okay, my brother's family who had it, they went and got tested again, really, and had antibody tests and stuff. Yeah. So they're really trying, you know, because it's not fully proven you can't get it again. There have been confirmed cases of it reoccurring so they don't know how long the antibodies last it's probably less likely and you may be asymptomatic if you did but anyway i found out the other day that uh insects cannot get covid you know why they have little antibodies <laughs> i was so close <laughs> I, was about, the, <laughs> I was going with antibody but i wasn't gonna say it right it's a dad joke to kick <laughs> off the holiday season hey. you guys anybody out there remind me to tell you a riddle uh, that my father-in-law gave. And we literally, we were all screaming and acting it out because Laura and I were debating him on the answers. So this will be something worthwhile for me okay. to bring to your attention. But at our house, we, so I, well, I got patio heaters. It's a really nice day, but we're in so the you shade. spent a lot of money to make sure everybody was safe. Actually, you said everybody's getting together, but we're going to... Well, we put tables out. Yeah. I have a big enough deck to do it. And we made them wear masks inside when they got food. Right. So, because again, we had... But so in between bites, they got to pull the mask back up. <laughs> That's right. Have you seen the guys with the holes in the mask <laughs> yes, eating it? So what is the point? Anyway. That's American right there. Yeah, that's very that's American ingenuity. But uh, so I felt like we did all we could. Um, but I found out. So my 89-year-old grandmother didn't yeah. come last second. And then I found out it's because she didn't want to wear a mask. <laughs> Okay. So, so you're talking about the renegades, you know. So I guess she didn't want to wear a mask. Yeah. Uh, well, we were doing it for her. Yeah. Um, so, so she just stayed home by herself? I guess. I don't know. I didn't find out until later. I mean, that may not be the whole st- First, I heard that someone in the family, one of her family members was like, you know, worried about her going, rightly so. But we were doing all this to protect her. Not just her, but protect, you know. Yeah. Um, but I guess, you know, because she, she can't hear real well. So that's part of it. The masks are super, I can't imagine if you can't hear. Right. And you, re- you rely on yeah. reading lips. It's very, well, we I were going to take fa- it off when we were outside. Most of our night we were outside. It would have been fun. So you know? could just leave her outside in the cold and she could read lips and Dude, shiver. the heaters were perfect. Everybody okay, was very sure. comfortable. I saw these, you always see these things on Facebook now, these ads for like the newfangled masks and face uh-huh. shields. There was one, it was a mask 
that was clear, like a face shield. It was hard plastic, saw it. though. Saw it. And I don't know if those would be legal in places, though. Like, I think you're going to get stopped. So, like, you can see, of course, it's going to fog up. It is. And what if you just sneeze the biggest sneeze in those? It's going to be <laughs> so, you're going to see all of it. Just running down. Just yeah. gross. It's the one upside to the mask is that I'm less worried about something hanging out of my nose. It's I've like, noticed. You know what? Whatever. You know what I've noticed that I do now? I was in McDonald's today, which, what am I doing in there? Come on, stop it. But I'm standing in line because the drive-thru line was long. Uh-huh. This is before, before I came here. So I'm like, oh, I got to go. And they were taking forever because the line's so long. And they're, they're taking care of the drive-thru people first. So they're right. not even taking care of the people inside the dining room in order to go order. And I'm just getting a little irritated. And I noticed, I was just like, let's go. I'm saying it. I'm mouthing it. <laughs> I am full on because it's loud in there. But I, I wonder, like, when the masks are gone, will we all be like? <laughs> we're we're so used to just mumbling stuff under our breath. Oh wow, you sick of mumbling. Exactly, we're like, yeah. getting more. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, we're wow. gonna become the most petulant people. Yeah. Well, we already are. We're just masking it, Johnny. And guys, isn't that just like? Man, uh, we were talking about <laughs> we we're talking about <laughs> advent calendars because you said you're trying to. You're trying to take it easy on the food. You're trying to, because you've just had the feast. Andrew calls it a slow. It's moving. It's, so he always calls it, if, you, if you're ever going to fast, you, at first you have to slow. Yeah. I mean, you know, you don't just go cold. By the way, I ate cold turkey this week. Yeah. And I thought it was fine. So I don't understand right. the whole, the what's deal? the big deal about a cold turkey? But anyway. So, so I'm, go, yeah, I'm, de- you, I'm declining a little bit. You, yeah. A slow it's descent like into gearing down. You yeah. gear down. Yeah. Because I know another bad week is coming at Christmas, you know, so. But. But you asked you if you had the advent calendar, and you were like, well, the chocolate calendar, you're like, we have a cheese. That's the most American thing to be like, let's celebrate the coming of our Lord with a piece of chocolate every day. <laughs> it's so know, funny. How can we work this into eating? Well, and again, I'm, I'm kicking off the advent series on Sunday, you know, uh-huh. and so a lot of it is, and I'm, I'm actually uh, talking about an ancient Carmelite, the ancient Carmelite order. Mm-hmm. Uh, which instead of the traditional, it's not a high fat caramel; it's a low fat, right? <laughs> but it's a so you know they're convent and other people in the order who they focus on the traditional is hope, peace, uh, joy, and love. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people use faith in there, and then often the Tito, Janet, Jermaine. Wait, that's a different. <laughs> that's a different, a different advent, advent calendar. Yeah. And then they do the, sometimes people do the Christ candle as the yeah. last one, so a fifth one. Anyway, so, but they, they're, they're the same things, but instead of hope, it's not just hope, it's uh, waiting. So they're all action words. Okay. And then instead of uh, peace, it's accepting. Well, it's, it's not instead of, it's with it. So hope is waiting, peace yeah. is accepting, joy is journeying, and then love is birthing. And so they have like this other sort of action word tradition on it. So I'm kind of opening up the sermon a little bit, talking about how, you know, you and I, we talk about our background all the time on this podcast. It's not like we grew up ever hearing the word Advent. No. Like, that was not in the Pentecostal charismatic tradition. Anything pretty, anything liturgical oh. or uh, traditional, rit- we had our traditions, but they never, like, seemed, it seemed like we eschewed ritual at any, at any, in any way, because we wanted God to feel like he was, like, so close. Hey, we wear jeans at church. We thought we were so cool, you know. Yeah. We were, you know, we don't even care what you, you know, yeah. whatever. But like, yet there were so many other weird rules. Right. But but all the liturgy was kind of thrown out. Like that made us Catholic if we were going to do those things. Right. You know? Right. We were so scared of being Catholic. So scared <laughs> of, of liturgy or, or honestly scared of being Methodist or scared of being yeah. like, you know, even, even in a, a Protestant tradition that had any sort of liturgy, it was considered stuffy and um, 
non-spiritual really like any anything that had it was legalistic yeah, yeah. and like you're saying we had more legalism right. growing up than anybody i know <laughs> yeah but they they rejected one form for another and then sermon wise just from a preference standpoint or from a teaching pastor standpoint i look back upon my life and realize in my own life as a preacher how often just at these key moments easter and advent and other things in life you know we we made it whatever we wanted to talk about like you had to find some uh our friend ty wagner he remember he took a picture in front of watermark church because yeah. with, with a with a wig on he looked just like uh the guy from tiger king oh really joe exotic looked just like him with this it was it was eerie and he had a, someone had photoshopped a tiger into it you know and it was easter time and he goes listen if this is what your church's easter sermon because is, is going to look like then you need to listen sunday his point was on easter there's one thing you should be talking about mm-hmm. and and you don't need to sexy who would, who would have said that over easter He's, i know plenty of churches that like at christmas time he's the real tiger we King. know we <laughs> what, i mean i don't understand I, well i mean point is what is, is your sermon tomorrow at listening tomorrow will be advantageous. <laughs> Am I right? Thanks, living. Well, but you, okay, take okay. take some churches to do the live nativity stuff. Yeah, yeah. Do, we used to do that. A huge Christmas production. Right. All the songs, the passion, choir, yeah, or, and yeah. then at Easter it was a passion, passion thing, play yeah. at the Easter. Yeah. But like it wasn't about, and it was okay. It was just a different tradition. Mm-hmm. But I look back and feel that I didn't have this richness of like, I don't know, what the entire church for almost 2,000 years had. Is on, that's why I say in Sunday sermon, like, it's like once a year, no matter where you are, we all come to the same table and eat the same meal. And there's something yeah. about that. It's kind of like what you do with your family at Christmas. Once a year, twice a year at least, we all eat the same thing, though we couldn't be more different. I think that that's what some form of liturgy does. I understand why there was a, again, Protestant is a protesting of something. I understand as much as we can, we're we're now multiple generations into their protesting of that. So then we find like the Catholics or whomever throughout right. time. You you rebel against what you grew up with, kind of, and then you end up though multiple generations into that rebellion. It becomes it's just just like we always talk about the the American Revolution. The thing you turn to yeah, right. We we break away from England because of taxes, and right. within ten years we have to start. You know, having taxes, right? We can't run a country. And we hated the idea of having a king, but now we have a president that has so much authority, right? That they can just go, "Oh, Congress didn't vote this in. I'll just do an executive order." We have a lot of things in common with what a monarchy would be right. at this point. We well, in other, it, it, the news is completely obsessed with our president, yep. constantly for. I mean, for the past, you know, how many time, how many yeah, administrations? Yeah, uh, we talked about Camelot and the, the mm-hmm. Kennedys, and that's kind of like when it really reached its peak, probably. The obsession of the with the presidency. So yeah, it's very similar. So you, like you say, yeah, we turn away from it, but then we're like, mm, this kind of neat. I like it. You know, before you know it, you're slipped back. Yeah, you're doing the thing that you rebelled against. Yeah, yeah, and that's a that's a. I think that's the point. Uh, like I don't. Well, it's like those commercials that uh, we keep you from becoming your your parents. Oh, I love the progressive those. commercial is progressive. Yes, no one can keep you from becoming your parents, but we can save you money on your. They're so great and. uh I, I see so many. Th- I, it's funny because I, you see yourself in those. You're like, oh no. <laughs> and my favorite one is he's reading the book on submarines. He's like, hey, who else reads books about submarines? <laughs> my dad. My dad. <laughs> <laughs> Such a, he says it like a little kid. Like a t- <laughs> yeah, the one where they get, they got consumed the blue hair, and they're like, we all see it. We all see it. Blue, blue, <laughs> blue hair, blue. <laughs> where he's helping the guy, uh, the plumber. Yeah, but you hired him. <laughs> 
<laughs> or he's helping the guy the very he's helping him out of the parking spot and he's waving him on. Hey, did they ask for your help? No. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. But yeah, we do. Um yeah, I used to say that about Andrew sometimes when I was on staff here that I felt like I would get mad because some of the things I felt like we he didn't want at this church were because of his experience when he was in Crossville. Yeah. Like he didn't like church vans. Yeah. So we bought these big buses. And I was like, we just need a van. I got a college group of like 15 people. I want to go to the lake. Yeah. But there's no way to, I can't, I don't drive the bus. Like, I just want to be, no, we're not doing church vans. Why? I, and I, I told you, I should say, I said, I know it's because they, y'all had all these dumb church vans in yeah. Crossville or it wherever. broke down all the time. broke down all the yeah. time and he just got, got in his mind. And I would laugh at it, but it's just like, that's what we all do. It. We all have that thing that's like, it, you're stuck, Yeah, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And I think that, you know, in terms of, of liturgy, we've returned to, well, not returned to, we never had it. Yeah. It's almost like a breath of fresh air. It's so weird to be a guy, you know, I'm ending the message. So now I do it all the time with a liturgical prayer that we all say uh, together. And there's something like, oh, I, I get to return to a table bigger than just my childhood or bigger. Then mm-hmm. yeah, I'll have a story to open the sermon from Christmas as a kid or whatever. I mean, that's fine. But it's it's easy outside of those traditions, I think. For the whole message to be about that. Like we know one church around that their biggest deal at Christmas is that they bring like almost a circus worth of live animals into the sanctuary. Oh, right. Yeah. And like it's a spectacle. Mm-hmm. Elephants and all kinds of stuff. And that's what they. Just like at the original. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, but it's like, a, it's like they advertise. They're, it's like they're advertising that because. And I'm not dogging the church. I'm saying this is this is what multiple generations of that kind of thinking does. When you when you kind of pull away from a common something common, that's what I guess yeah. liturgy or doctrine in some ways. And I know it can go awry, but like when you don't have that thing holding you center to be like, oh, look at Advent. We're going to talk about in the first week of hope. And we're going to yeah. light a candle as a as a reminder. We're going to look at yeah. that tradition. And all around the world, I'm going to find comfort in the fact that most believers are going to light that candle and all talk about waiting and hoping. And, and we're going to tell the, the story of Mary and pregnancy and all of these things that it meant in Isaiah and his prophecies and the waiting. And so like, there's this, I find, com- of course I'm a history guy. So I always find comfort in history. Yeah. I like, I don't, I'm not freaking out about the pandemic as much as people around me sometimes, because I go, well, I remember what happened in 1918. Like you remember it. I, I, I've studied it. Johnny. <laughs> I, I tell you, I've really John's aged. Immortal. Well. Uh. <laughs> I mean, again, it can still hit, but it's like, even when people, even when I do funerals yeah, or when I'm counseling with somebody who's about to lose somebody, I sometimes am, am shocked that they've never thought about the possibility of losing them. Right. It's like, you know, everyone you've ever known. Yeah. Uh, either has died or will die. Like, but they, it's like death is not coming. They don't get it. They don't, they, don't, they just mm-hmm. kind of live in this. So I read, I'll, and when I study my family history, I know it sounds really morbid, but I'll go through and look at census records and see how many people died mm-hmm. that had my last name. And I actually take comfort. Like, well, I didn't, they lived their life. They did what they did. Yeah. And they died. I'll be able to do that too. I'm not the first one, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, I read, um, but the, some author was talking about that how her mom, you know, was was helping her through pregnancy and getting close, you know, being scared of giving birth. It was like, look, millions of women before you and millions of women after you have gone through this, 
And yeah. there's something about that that goes, okay, then I'm not a launch. I said, Sadie would take, we have to get vaccines, you know, for school or whatever. It's like, listen, I didn't like shot either when I was a kid, you know, like, it's okay though. I did yeah. it and I'm all right. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's weird. Like sometimes when you try to make people, we, we try to make people feel so special. Uh, and that's part of that American exceptionalism. Sometimes we fall into like, we want to make people, we go out of our way to make people feel special and what we end up sometimes doing is making them feel like their experiences are so unique and yeah. it adds more fear. Yeah. You're trying to take fear away or you're trying, to, trying to encourage them by saying, you're special, you can do anything you want. But sometimes you need to say like, look, everybody's experienced what you're experiencing. You know, right. it's, it's normal or, you know, this is okay. And you're adding fear sometimes by making them try to make them feel so unique. Right. You're special, but you're probably not. And you are unique, but your experiences are not all unique. Yeah. And that there's that line of we can celebrate what is completely only you and realize that most of the things that happen to you have happened to other people. They've all happened to other people. Yours will be a, a unique, I guess, um, telling of that story. Yeah. <laughs> but it won't be a new story. It'll just be a, a nuanced part in your own life. Yeah, I think and I think that's almost insulting to the modern mind. Mm-hmm. It's very much like, no, no, like you said, oh, no, you, you get to do whatever you want. Your whole life, it's your truth and your this and that. And, and it is your experience. But yeah. but I think it isolates. I think it isolates you into something. You don't need, yeah. you need uniqueness, but you don't need to feel like you're alone in every experience of life. Yeah, there was, uh, there's a comedian who just talk about like vocational school. Like when you're in high school and they send you to like a vocational school, he's like, because talk about narrowing down your dreams. It's like, because when you're a kid, they're like, you can be anything. And then when you go to vocational school, they're like, you can be one of seven things. <laughs> <laughs> you can fix cars. You can fix televisions. Oh, that's great. <laughs> Pick one of these. Yeah. You're going to be working outside. <laughs> yeah, we think about that all the time with Sadie because college is so expensive now. Yeah. And you go, look. You know, I mean, think about some of the young adults we know. We know young adults who are doing pretty well for themselves. In fact, I'd say the two that we're both thinking of who's the, who are the most successful financially, at least at this stage of their life, yeah. neither one finished college. Right. But they both have skill sets or yeah. dispositions to go do something that everybody else – well, and one, they probably couldn't do. It's a, it's a real, like, you know, skill. And the other, it's like he just has a mind to work hard at this thing and build a business. Mm-hmm. And so – then we have other other friends. I have friends today still paying off in their forties college debt. Yeah, that not for long, bro. Four degree. Well, no, we'll once. see. We'll <laughs> I'm see. just kidding. I'm just trying to start. I'm trying to turn you, it you political. Was... <laughs> see if I can get it political within the next first fifteen minutes. But Lauren, I talk about the day. Like again, when I went to school, it cost thirty six thousand dollars to go to UT for four mm-hmm. years. That's a full ride. Yeah. So, you know, now it costs like one hundred and thirty thousand dollars to go. But people aren't making. No, they're not Four making that or much five more. times more than we were making back then. And like the cost of living hasn't. No, I don't understand yeah. what's costing so much. So maybe you can help me. I know you're we into got, higher education. We got to start cutting the pay of these professors. <laughs> well, I mean, it's the, I know they're doing it. I believe in it. I want to go back it's to like school. It's like when I found out that women made 70 cents on the dollar for every man. I was like, we got to start letting these women work overtime. <laughs> Somebody's got to do something. <laughs> wow. We're going to get some emails on that one. Oh, come on. It's a uh, joke, he's joking, ladies. everybody. Uh, he's joking. The patriarchy is alive and well. We'll talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, I, I don't know 
what the alternatives are, I do think, as I was saying about Sadie, like, look, if you want to be a, she loves to bake. Yeah. She's really, you know, she's she could actually be an apprentice, though. really good at it. She could work under a chef. She could. She could be a pastry chef. She do could that do for a couple of years. Things. Boom. She comes out. She's got a, she don't have the culinary institute degree. Culinary? Culinary. You mean culinary? What is that, culinary? Is that what the cool kids call it? It hey, is. I'm going down to culinary. I think culinary is fine. I don't know, Johnny. I I've think, never heard it said that way. Oh, uh, boy. And from the guy who knows more than anybody I know. We're both... <laughs> We're both from Tennessee. There's a chance we're saying a lot of stuff wrong. Well, yeah, it's like uh, bruschetta and bruschetta. Oh, boy. You don't say, you won't say bruschetta. I don't say either because it's gross. You don't like bruschetta? No. Why? You don't like the bread with the, you don't like tomatoes and stuff, do you? Mm-hmm. I'm a big tomato guy. I don't understand biscotti either. It's just a big crouton that you dunk in your coffee. Yeah, you can't eat it until you dunk it. That's no. what's great. It's really hard. Break your teeth right off. But it's good. Hey, set this bread in the sun. It's awful. Stop it with your biscotti. Well, you don't even drink coffee, so you've really... No. You really... It's going to be hard to take you seriously on some of these things. I drink soda, and uh, yeah, I'll, I probably... I think I'm your resolution... kidney stones. Your resolution should yeah. be, because you know, people who drink coffee live longer. It's right there in the Avid Endorsement book. Is that right? Yeah, it's research. Huh. I actually did real research for Well, that. most people drink coffee, though, so that could be skewed. Like, there's not a lot of people that don't drink coffee. Not yeah. a lot of adults I know don't drink coffee. Well, then you can find that... I think I'm rare and special. <laughs> Dude, 2021 is your year of coffee. You think? I think it should be. I'm going to get me at my Advent cheese calendar. Mm. My little, Maybe there's an Advent, like, uh, Keurig cups you go through. <laughs> you got waiting. That one, like, keeps you up a long time. That one's, like, extra caffeine. It's, like, just a jolt. Birthing, that's scary. Yeah, you don't want to put some sort of drug birth, in it. Birthing coffee, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the idea that we call it Advent and not just Christmas for the cheese and the chocolate, like, we yeah. probably should have just called it Christmas calendar. You open the little doors, right? Isn't that how it works? Yeah. There's little doors and behind but the doors. But calling it Advent, like, of... ascribe something liturgical and sacred to it. It's like, mm-hmm. it's just, it's cheese. I'm it eating, is. I'm eating pieces of cheese. A lot of people think cheese is sacred. Yeah. I do. You know, well, there's something about food, man. Gather around the table, bro. Mm. God, God made it. It's right there in the Bible. It is. It's, food is it's like a very div- prevalent. a divine cookbook, if you will. That's really what it is. <laughs> for your life. How do you feel about when people say, actually, on a book the other day, I, I, I had to adjust some things I was helping somebody write. I think I probably said it as a youth pastor or whatever at times, but it really bugs me now when someone's like, you know what, the Bible, it's, uh, it's your roadmap. Oh, yeah. You don't know where to go. It's your roadmap to how to where to go in life and how to live and like or or it's your um, assembly manual. You uh-huh. know, we use that like if you want to know how and basic I'm like, instructions before leaving Earth. Yeah, and it's like you know, yeah. The thing about it is, if you tell someone that and they really think of it in such linear terms and they don't know the Song of Solomon is poetry. That right. it's divinely inspired and it has mm-hmm. application to our life. Or the people that just open up to any random scripture and think that's the prophetic word for the day. Yeah. Because they just landed on it. Go thou and do likewise. Yeah. No, don't do that on a lot of things in yeah. the Old Testament. Or you don't have any context for the Old Testament and yeah. you know what appears to be ethnic cleansing and other things that you know has a biblical context <laughs> and historical context. for you know People really struggle with that. So it's like in our desire to make... Rightly so, the scriptures, you know, being this infallible thing, we kind of, same thing with Advent cheese calendar, like we turn it into a cheese calendar a little bit, like, 
Yeah, just do whatever it says. It's like, well, it, you might want to understand how it's made, right. what the writers, where they came from, what was happening in their culture, what that meant to them, and what it means to us now, and those kinds of things. So anyway, I do everything I read in the Bible. That's why I went and found a really fat king, and I stabbed him with a sword, and the fat rolls closed over mm. my sword, and I couldn't get it out. Wow. But You snuck out a window. It was in the Bible. Right there. Eglon, bro. Eglon went down. <laughs> That's a big dude. He was. I don't know if it was a knife. Was it a sword or a knife? That's when you... I don't know. That's that's one of those things where you're like, if he had not died from that, that would have been kind of his rock bottom. He'd have been like, I'm fat enough. You know what I mean? I'm fat enough that you lost your sword? And I'm okay? <laughs> like, he would probably immediately have gone on a diet. Wow. It could have been a real turning point for him, but he died from this injuries. Wow. wow. His name's Eglon, for the love of Pete. I know. I, and he's like, egg-shaped. <laughs> All the king's horses. I wonder if that's where we got Humpty Dumpty. (laughs) It just was passed down. Oh, someone read, someone, one of our community group families, the husband sent the wife a thing of, everybody wants a a godly wife. They think that means like, I'm I'm paraphrasing. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think that means, you know, submissive and Mm -hmm. docile, whatever. But what I really love about you is that I want the kind of woman who will be willing to drive a spike through an evil king's head, if necessary. Oh, right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like yeah. it's, hey, what is that from? Jo- what is that? Deborah from Judges? What is that? Who did JL. that? Oh, JL. Wasn't okay. that? Yeah. Oh, she, uh, in the middle of the battle, he went into a tent to take a nap. Yeah. Which, as you do. Uh, I guess you're tired. I don't know. Sure. And she let him in, and while he slept, she killed him. Oh, my God. Yeah. Because he was the evil king. So. Well, in his sleep. Yeah. Man. Guys, this is this is Christmas time. We're giving talk about you. That. <laughs> We're giving you the classic Christmas stories. <laughs> Eglon, JL. Children gather around. Let's oh, talk about the evil king. That's Eglon. the point. Yeah, if you just open up your Bible, you need to tell them the stories. But yeah, it needs some context. Johnny is all I'm saying. Like, mm-hmm. it's not. It's not. And it's great. It's just you know. There was a story I remember about a guy who escaped jail by hiding a gun in his fat roll. And he, I guess they snuck, somebody snuck him in a gun. Wow. He, he was so fat or he'd become, maybe he wasn't fat when he, that's, that's what I kept thinking. Like maybe he wasn't fat when he got there and he was just like building up until he knew that he could hide the gun under his fat roll. And so I just remember thinking like, that's the kind of guy, like when your brother sneaks you in the cake inside of it is like another cake. <laughs> and then you're just, you just keep going until you need. It's you a ever, weird thing. You ever... You should see where he kept the getaway car. This guy was big, John. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you ever fantasize about... Being fit, fat? Like, sure. Like being asked to play a role. You, ever, you hear these things like, yeah. you know, Tom Hanks, the pre-castaway Tom Hanks, the mm-hmm. first half of the movie, he's got to be kind of plump. Right. You're like, you know what? I want to train for that part of the movie. Like, look, what we need you to do is put yeah. on 40 pounds... However, you need to. Yeah, I'd be like, yes. Stallone did please. that. You know, Stallone's been fit for almost every movie role, but he did this movie in the early two thousands. Maybe it was late nineties, called Copland. Yeah, and he would need to, he needed to play an overweight, like small town sheriff, huh. and he gained like forty or fifty pounds. Wow! And then he went on a talk show to talk about like, how did you do it, and was it hard? And he was like, it was awesome. <laughs> like he did not <laughs> even just... pretend that it was. He said it was amazing. It was just losing it back because yeah. your body settles into that. Yeah. You know, but maybe if you've been in shape most of your life like he has, and of course, I'm, I have a feeling there's been some pharmaceuticals 
you think? Going Maybe. hither and thither in his system. But anyway, he got back to being Sylvester Stallone again. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, he was like, I'm not going to pretend it wasn't amazing. Just like sitting uh, around eating cake and drinking beer all day. It was incredible. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so easy. But again, no one's ever asked me. No one's. I no. never had a scenario. But then, if you're going to be cast, you got to lose the weight again because he right. lost like down to bones. Well, yeah, in that next scene, it goes from mm-hmm. him making fire, he's got or whatever. the wild beard, yeah, and the... all of a sudden he's like ripped up. You know? Yeah. Well, he's not ripped, but he's you can see his ribs and stuff. That's a mess. Yeah, he's ribbed. Oh, he's ribbed. Yeah, that's yeah. It was bad. But he, uh, yeah, he's the weird. The, the thing about I think about that movie the most is when he had the. Uh, the infected tooth. Oh yeah, and he had to take the ice skate uh-huh. and the rock and knock himself. Yeah, he had to knock. Uh, like I don't know if that's like it worked. I guess. It but did. how do you get it all? Like how does he? Because when they did my wisdom teeth, like it came out in pieces. Ugh. So I don't. I don't think they would have used a skate and been like this feels. Well, you would have to use whatever you had to. I guess he, that was the whole point. He had. He was gonna. He could have killed him. I would have kept looking through those FedEx packages till I found something better <laughs> than a skate. I mean, God, I can't imagine. And again, he, it was, the pain was so bad, he passed out and mm-hmm. he was laying on a cave floor. That's a great movie, by the way. It's it is good. Movie. It's one of those where I think I like it better now that it's been a few years because I was upset in the end when he's just standing at the crossroads uh-huh. and you don't know what he's going to do because, you know, his wife's moved on. Right. And so now he's at this crossroads and he just kind of looks into the camera Yeah. and you're just like, what a bummer. But we don't one, know what he's going to do. But it's all that time. That's what I mean. In your 20s, that's what you, you, you think you want that. You want everything wrapped right. up. And as, as you get older, we're in our 40s now. It's like, we understand there's a lot of loose ends yeah. to life. There's a lot of mystery. Mm. And it's, it makes more sense than just being like, and he lived happily ever after. They, right. It just doesn't ring true. How'd you feel when, was it Helen Hunt? Yeah. How'd you feel when Helen Hunt kissed him in the rain, even though she had a husband and children? The was, one last time. It was probably inappropriate. Like, I have like mixed, mixed emotions, but to her point, like, it's not they like... They were technically still married? Was no, she a, was they never she got a, married. They were engaged. Oh, okay, right. So she was married with kids and yeah. was choosing her family, obviously. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it really is one of those... It was like, like a kiss goodbye. Yeah, it was like a... They never had that. She thought he was dead. I'm going to say that I, I'm on board with it, but also that I would never do it if Case Curry's listening. Like, I would never participate in anything like that. I think it would be, maybe, uh, it, it would be hard for me. The jealous part of me would be like, no, you know, right. it's my husband. But then the reasonable part of me would go, I don't know if that constitutes... When am I going to get a chance to kiss Helen Hunt? <laughs> Again. So you go for it. If you have the chance. No, I don't know. Yeah, no, I don't know. I, 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 I guess I'm not sure I've... Fall, that's one of those weird scenarios. You know, a deserted island almost always is is the epicenter of all weird scenarios. Yeah, like in which how many of those are there left? You know, we've we've settled so much of Earth. I don't know. I think like, are there a lot. a lot of deserted oh, yeah. islands left? There's like tens of thousands of islands in the huh. like I guess Pacific and Caribbean. I think more Pacific. Yeah. There, so but to be more Pacific. To be more Pacific, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's still Johnny. It's still a vast Earth. You need to get Disney Plus, bro. By the way, somebody, for the second time, yeah. hacked into my Disney Plus account. Are you kidding me? And I told Laura this they morning. They just watched all your programs? Hit, did it say, like, you may also enjoy since you watched, and you're like, we didn't watch No, that. they changed the password. Escape from Witch Mountain? Get out of here. Here's the thing we would never watch that witchcraft. <laughs> <laughs> what I can't understand is... Yeah. They changed her, your password? They changed the password. They locked me out of it. <laughs> 
It's like it's just I don't know. They're just trying it's a perfect to, crime. Well, what I well we we called and got it fixed. It's yeah. just trouble. But I'm thinking someone's committing a crime yeah. over a matter of eight dollars a month. Yeah. How much trouble did it take? Isn't it more than that? I thought it was like ten. Maybe I'm committing a crime. That's all I'm paying them. What? I don't know. I don't know. But like. For real, for ten bucks or whatever, right. like, is it really worth all the trouble for know. you to well, run talked about algorithm net- you ran to well, find we, my password? And- we talked about the Netflix thing before, where I had a problem a few months ago where we could not watch a movie because four devices were watching something mm-hmm. at once, and we were on a road trip and could not use our iPad. And I was like, "That's it." Because you'd given your password out, though. We'd given it out, and I, but I had to like we had to change our password and bump some people off our Netflix teat. Did you tell them they were they're done? <laughs> Did you tell them though? Uh, well, some listen- stopped them watching right midstream. Some listen to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're done. You're no, done. Some, some of them came, some of them we, we invited back, but we, we wanted to make sure, like, you got to clear the queue sometimes. You're like, I don't even know any people have our password now. I mean, you, these I'm people, a kind, I'm a nice person. These people can pay the $12. You know what's funny is a lot of the people that had my password make more money than I do. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm the, I'm the benefactor. Yeah. This is Laura's dad with Amazon Prime. Yeah. If he needs something, we order it for him. Mm. And so it's like... Does he pay you back? Yeah. That's weird. But he uses Prime. But he does... Oh, I see. Yeah. Because he wants the free shipping. Oh, it's I'm like, happy to well, do it. Goes, it. You know the thing about Prime is, though? It goes up every year. And it's That's never like you, Johnny. It's never like a deal breaker number, but it, it went up. It's gone up. Like, I remember when I bought it, when I got Prime originally, it was like $89. Yeah. Now it's like $115 or something. Johnny, a year. I got to tell you something. The amount of stuff that comes to my house from Amazon, but I'm they could if, charge me five hundred dollars if you and gave me free shipping. It would still don't say that over the air, guys. I would do it. <laughs> <laughs> Amazon, not a sponsor. Remember when people were saying about Facebook? If Facebook starts charging, there was all these rumors. Facebook's going to start. Facebook starts charging. I'm out of here. I was like. You're so addicted to Facebook. There's no way. No if they way. start charging us all a dollar a, a month. A dollar or whatever, yeah. Think about how many millions of dollars that would be. Just one dollar a month. Yeah. You would pay it. You're Johnny, hooked. Johnny, this is my issue with conspiracy theorists in general. Yeah. What I want is for them to to do what we all should do. Those who reposted. So everyone who sent me that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Those You sent me that thing as a message. Right. Anyone listening who ever sent something like that, Facebook's going to start charging if you don't blah, 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 or whatever. Yeah. If you don't repost this, you're going to get struck by lightning. Like, whatever that may be, yeah. that you reposted because you somehow, yeah. I don't mean to be mean, but you somehow really believed it. Right. It's a possibility. You should have to post a, a retraction. You should have to repent yeah. in some form or fashion. Like, it, An no, online penance. At least admit that the thing you said was definitely yeah. going to happen. And that we're all sheeple and we're all being, you know, deceived. And we're like, if that's, and, and I said that to someone the other day, that it, it was an, an election issue. I was like, okay, it was this thing of this is definitely going to happen. I said, look, when it doesn't or if it doesn't, what are you going to do? And they said, well, I'm going to say I was wrong. I said, that's a great place to start. I need, the, it. I need it in all caps. But the ne- I don't like care that you're wrong or right. We're all wrong all the time. <laughs> yeah. I said, the next thing you need to do is whoever told you that, never listen to them again, to oh, that wow. source. That's mm. the key. Wherever you're and getting. Like, but I love my husband. <laughs> like, it was you, John. <laughs> but like, like it's a, at some point in time, yeah. it's the same thing with, with a guy came in with some prophecy stuff the other day. Okay. He came in. He, he just came in with some prophecy stuff. 
Actually, he came, came in, he came into my yard. Yeah, I was oh like mowing. Is a guy who goes to church. Do you have and, a prophet that came into your no, yard? No, 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 no. He oh, brought he me just, stuff, questions. He was like, "Hey, I don't imagine know when, a guy in a robe. Hear ye, hear ye!" <laughs> I was like, "Hey, you take off your ear protection. Uh, can I help you? I can't hear ye." Um, <laughs> he came in and he was like, "He was like, hey, I got some questions about this guy who's making prophecies, and so he wanted me to listen to it." I was yeah. like, "Okay, great." The thing about this prophet was he was giving months of the year things were going to happen. Yeah. He was having these dreams. He was giving months He was like, hot in Atlanta in July. You're like, that seems easy. I could nail that. You like pizza. (laughs) (laughs) And so he said, I said, look, here's the great thing. Here's my issue with it. Biblical prophecies rarely give you timetables. Mm -hmm. You know, like no one knew when Jesus was going to come and no one still knows. And God says he made it that way on purpose. So when people start giving you timetables, we've said this before, 1988 or whatever, you know, they start giving you timetables. The, the bad news is that's already a red flag. The good news is you'll have a chance to prove whether it's right or wrong really quick. Yeah. So in this case, it was like, you know, September and there's a prophecy video for every month. I was like, well, let's just wait till October. Yeah. If October comes and whatever the guy said, maybe he, again, maybe he just ate bad food the night before or whatever. Now he is having ad sponsored videos that have millions of views. So he's, he's monetizing. Someone's monetizing this. Yeah. That was my other red flag of prophecy. It's being pushed into your feed somehow. You're monetizing it. If I'm watching an ad every 15 seconds, then yeah. some, you know, okay. I can even make peace with that. If you need to make a living, I make a living in ministry. I understand. As a prophecy Patreon. <laughs> Patreon. Help me keep these prophecies coming with your donation. <laughs> I'm looking for that. I'm looking for that thousand dollar champion mm-hmm. right now. I was like, but when when October comes, if it didn't happen, then what you do? We don't have to be mean to the guy, right? But we can truthfully say he was wrong mm-hmm. and not listen to him ever again. He's not a prophet. Yeah. It's okay. He wasn't a prophet this time. Unless he comes out and makes a mistake and says, oh, you know, but like there's just, it's all built in, Johnny. Like conspiracies, all of it, just when it doesn't happen. So whatever it is you said would happen if Trump got elected, if it didn't happen, then whatever mindset or source brought you to that over the last, you know, then if, if, if it did happen, great. If it didn't, just be okay with like maybe that's not a trustworthy source. But I feel like that we stay so in motion we stay so, like, overstimulated. Well, now we can just say it was fake. Fake news. Uh, whatever you're saying that disproves it is fake. So now I can live in my own alternate reality or whatever now. But if your alternate reality never comes true, yeah, then at some point in time, you need to, like, realize it's not reality. Some of us... But just right. be okay with that. Yeah. But I guess there's always a waiting time. If someone gives you a time, no matter what happens, if Biden gets elected, this happens in December. If that doesn't happen, then... At least you should be suspicious of sources and just go, oh, okay, whatever it may be, both sides. I just think that's wisdom. It's just wisdom to, to admit when you're wrong, not because I, I don't need justice for that. It's not justice. It's, it's like how you grow. <laughs> it's yeah. how you stop listening to the wrong things and the wrong people that you have some point in time. I don't think I've ever read a social media post that said, I'm sorry I shared that thing yesterday. <laughs> it was proven false, and I feel foolish, and I'm sorry. I've never, I don't think I've ever read that. It'd be, it's rare. Yeah. I have read it before. I have seen some have people you really? say, yeah, I shouldn't have. I probably went too far on this. But they get caught. I've if, seen people delete things, and I'll go, oh, they deleted that. They must have figured see, deleting it's not the same, Johnny. It's not. It's, saying, not. it's like repentance versus <clears throat> repent means to turn and walk the other well, I don't know. What <laughs> yeah. Repentance means to change the way one thinks. As this basis, this metanoia, the changing of mind. 
and like above all else, yeah, it comes with. If, if, Johnny, think about it in your own marriage. Not that you guys ever have arguments, Mm-mm. but like if you never admit that you were wrong, you can't have a real relationship. Yeah, there's no way unless I'm right all the time. Mm. And I think that there's some people that really believe that, and that even when they're wrong, they can't admit it. And like. Oh. Proverbs Proverbs takes you down, bro. I feel like you're the prophet in my yard right now. Johnny, right now, I think you know why I brought you here. Curry called me. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever you do, I need you to take him down. (laughs) (laughs) If a prophet did come into your yard while you were mowing, from what I've read from Isaiah, 9 out of 10, he'd be naked. (laughs) There's a lot of naked prophets. Dude, stand away from this weed eater. You do not... You know what I'm saying? If a naked guy walks up to you and says... Fear, you know, the the future, here it is. You, you probably, maybe better listen to that guy. Right. The he's, real prophets. He's in line with biblical prophets. More often than not, they yes. were naked. Is that what you're saying? We got to look this up. <laughs> look for the sackcloth, the ashes, the, the nudity. Dude, the prophets, I'm not going to lie. Prophets are, they were always weird dudes. Yeah. Like, they're weird dudes. I mean, John the Baptist, yeah. he's a weird dude. Lived in the wilderness, ate locusts. Yeah. Uh, Honey. Had a camel hair with a leather belt. Yeah. Like, what do you call that? A, I don't know. A getup? I don't know what you'd call that. <laughs> it is. Like, when does an... When, <laughs> I always wondered that. What's the line where an outfit becomes a getup? <laughs> I said getup to Laura the Day. I she think it's I think it's sequins. <laughs> Check out I think when you add, I think when you add something shiny, it's a getup now. Can a woman ever wear something that's a getup? Or is, oh, it, only, yeah. is it only... Ma- okay. Oh, you think get-ups are, are masculine? Uh, to me, it's like, look at the guy, you know, who came, that, out, came out of the like locker room yeah. wearing that get-up. You know what I'm or saying? Or like I'm thinking like the the uh, tuxedos in Dumb and Dumber. The Those orange and blue. Up. That's a yes, get-up for sure. That's 100% a get-up. Or like Elton John's outfits and his concerts. Yes. Those are get-ups. Yeah. Uh, but again, they're shiny. They, they, they're bright colors. It's, a, it's, a, it's something about it. It's like plumage almost. <laughs> You know, it's like we're trying to attract a mate. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. That's yeah, brilliant. I don't know. But yeah, I've, I think I've cro- I've definitely worn outfits. Yeah. I'm not sure that I've ever crossed over into get up because I'm, I don't take fashion risks as we've talked about before on the show. Well, I, I, was, I wear very plain. I dress more colorful than I ever have because I've lost some weight and I just don't wear all black all the time. I always heard black was slimming, so I wore a ton of black. And yeah. black is slimming if you're slim. Yeah. If not, you've made yourself an eclipse is what you've done. <laughs> And so that's what I had to learn with my 3X black t-shirts. Hey, look, it's slimming. But anyway, uh, I wear more colorful things now, but I don't wear like, I just don't wear brightly. I just don't, I don't want to draw attention. Yeah, I think that's it. Look, Easter is one of my favorite holidays and my least favorite things to wear because my wife is going to try to get me to wear a pastel. And I, oh, sure. I abhor pastels. You're going with Don Johnson. I can't, I can't, like a, like a, I don't know. A pastel kind of limish green mm-hmm. that's muted. But what would you wear? Oh, like a shirt, just like a dress shirt. Yeah, I've seen you wear. You have a lime green dress shirt that I've seen you wear. I do. Uh, on like Easter, uh-huh. I might wear it. Yeah, because of pictures. Yeah, because that once a year, you know, because you want to kind of match the fam. I do. If you're wearing your navy blue suit, it doesn't match the the ensemble they have. Look, I look at old pictures of myself when Laura started dating me, and I realize. That it took Jesus because there was no reason. Like I didn't, I looked bad, Johnny. <clears throat> and so I've allowed her to speak into my life at times 
whether it be a haircut or a fashion choice. And she the, speaks into your haircut? Well, now, no longer. There's no, no longer a haircut to, to speak of. But in the early days, I would resist because mm-hmm. I was just like that. I was like, we, we're both that way. Like, eh, it's just clothes, you know, yeah. and you don't want to stand out. And I realize now she was right about everything. The clothes make the man. Well, so now you're going more to like the Ric Flair school of... No, it's not that. It's like just... But there's some subtle things some that... Some style. I resisted early on. Then I realized she knows more than me. Yeah. I should... It's okay. Like I'm I'm protesting too much about this fashion thing. So yeah. it, what is my big deal about a pastel shirt at Easter? So right. I just do it. Yeah. And you know, if and I will trust because I don't know what looks good. I need... That's why I come... Johnny, I was wrong. I admit it. You're wearing the lime green shirt right now. I'm wearing that, it. Underneath jacket. his jacket, there is a lime green shirt. It's beautiful. But no, I just, I don't know. I'm with you, though. I still go, she she laughs. I still go gray. Like, I'm wearing solid gray yeah. from head to toe right a lot now. Of solid, a lot of solid yeah. prints in my... Yeah. Uh, a lot of grays. Yeah. A lot of blacks. A lot of navies. Not a ton of stripes. Mm. And I think I got really afraid of horizontal stripes you yeah. know when you're heavier you just horizontal stripes is like i'm gonna look like an exercise ball coming at these people or whatever uh you're afraid of that because it's just whatever you don't accentuate vertical stripes that's what you want vertical stripes are supposedly yeah. which I, again i don't even that i wouldn't do i don't know checker plaid get out of here with your plaid no no i'm not gonna wear a lot of plaid hound's tooth no <laughs> tweed get out of here with your tweed <laughs> um oh by the way we had a uh, a really good review Oh, well, said, we got to read that. You said you didn't... Anything affirming. Yeah, we don't... <laughs> <laughs> you wrote this review, didn't you? Uh, John, I need... No, I don't, because it, 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 it... You'll see why. It's like... I love it. I guess I know my role. It's a five star. Oh. Thankful for this podcast on many levels is the uh, title. And it says... This is uh, Boo Boo 3 Oo. <laughs> via Apple Podcasts. Uh, this is my Would favorite. that be Boo Boo 300? No, it's got three zeros afterwards. So it's uh-huh. like Boo two zeros, well, Boo would... two zeros, three, three. So they're yeah, O's. They're not Sorry. zeros? Okay. Sorry, they're O's. Yeah. Okay. Three O. Boo Boo <laughs> three. They're not zeros. They're three O's. So it's not Boo Boo 3000? No, I don't think so. Because that would be like a it's possible. robot from the future that... <laughs> Cleans up pet waste. <laughs> Check out the Boo Boo 3000 over here. I don't have to scoop the yard anymore. If, if they are, they're lowercase zeros. That's all okay. I'll say, which I don't think is a thing. I don't think that's... <laughs> yeah. It says, this is my favorite podcast by far. You guys make me look forward to Mondays every week. I grew up in church being on a worship team for years, so I can relate to so many of the stories told. Johnny makes me crack up often at work with his witty input to the point where I have to stop what I'm doing and regroup. Wow, Johnny. Wow. You messed up regroup. somebody's work, yeah. And then John really helped me fine-tune my political views as a Christian. Hey. Well, there you go. Huh. Uh, I appreciate you teaching your viewers about important issues that have been going on these days while Johnny helps keep the podcast light with his humor. Like, I have no humor? I think this is I all bring, you. I think I bring some wisdom. And I, some, I think they're saying you say just, nothing I of substance. I only bring levity. Thank both of you for the work you do. You helped me and probably many others through some tough times. So keep up the good work. God bless both of you and your family. So it's very nice. So you want to be considered funnier, and I want to be considered like <laughs> more, more smart. Yeah. <laughs> this is like a narcissism. Like the, it is 100. percent It's yeah. like the the seven footer that wants to shoot threes, uh-huh. and then the five foot five guy that wants to dunk. Yeah. John, you're never going to dunk. I'm never going to dunk. It's okay. 
I'm not five the, foot five. You can touch the net. I can five. barely. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <clears throat> no, it, uh, actually, we really appreciate that review. That was awesome. That's great. Yeah. yeah thanks yeah. a lot. For, I'm okay being the serious guy. It's all right. I mean, I wish you brought more substance to the podcast. Uh, I'm working on it. I'm sorry. I'll do better. See, I always feel like, truthfully with you, I always feel like, like, Johnny, since I've known you, this is not just podcasts, like, you have the gift of, and that's probably why you're a great comedian, you have the gift of at any given moment, whatever you're going to say is going to be, like, extremely moving and profound. Like, you have a, you you can, you're way more concise. Like, you can be concise immediately with, like, this amazing statement that i would have had to make three paragraphs to no. get to and so yeah That's... so you know johnny i think you're doing i think you're doing great that's all i'm saying so i wish i was more like, I like you they have to regroup they get so <laughs> flustered i'm we're hurting people's productivity i don't know what their point. job is i want to like is it something that somebody like air traffic controller like a brain, <laughs> well, where'd that plane go <laughs> brain surgeon it's like oh oh <laughs> wow i wonder if anybody listens to talk about that in they're in the surgery suite. Because you know yeah. what they do? They listen to the radio and stuff. Oh, that would be interesting. We need someone out there to put us on inside while a surgery is going on. While you're inside someone's in the, body. They call that a theater. Yeah. The surgery theater. I want the podcast on. I want to know who can make that happen. Send us send us a message, guys. If you make that happen, we're sending you a gift of something. What do you want? Like a, Name it. I want something from them. I want like the gallbladder they took out from somebody, you know? Have you ever seen a gallbladder? They're really interesting looking. Uh, They're smaller than you would think, too. If you've already seen one. They're just like a little... What? Do you collect... Remember those little coin purse things that you'd... They flip out and it'll... It's almost like that. Are you a serial killer? Like, are you like collecting body parts? No, I've just seen a gallbladder. Mm. Um, when? I don't, I've just seen pictures Johnny, of Johnny, I want to know, where were you last Tuesday? <laughs> I collect gallbladders, John. It's a weird. Like he's so excited about the gallbladder right now, guys. I'm sorry, y'all. It's fine. Like a change purse. Is that what you said? It is. It's a little. It's like a little shoe. If you walk around with change inside of a gallbladder in your pocket, that's guys. Uh, that's you need to dry it out first, I guess. We use the whole animal where I come from. So do what you want, but. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I don't even know. That's I don't even fine. know what to do with all. What that. is so so? Before we go, this is like totally light and dumb. But I just wonder, what is the Thanksgiving food that you're just like non-starter? I'm not doing it. Like, do you eat it all, or are you like I don't even understand how that made it onto a Thanksgiving plate, and why is it a normal thing that we have to just eat at Thanksgiving? I have a Christmas thing. Yeah, I like what that. Is, what is that? Fruit cake. Fruit cake for sure. Yeah. I don't know what that. Now, I'm sure there's somebody out there that makes a good fruit cake. Well, or as my gram or spice cake, which is very similar. Spice cake is good. No, I like I like cake. They're I not really cake. cake. It's like it's like a congealed. Oh, okay, I don't know. It's like a hard. It's like I don't know. I used to be anti cranberry sauce, but they make this cranberry salad that's like crunchy and like good. frozen cranberry salad. Eh, it's not frozen, but it's refrigerated. It's refrigerated. Oh, it's, not, it's not in the shape of the can with the ridges. I don't the sliced up stuff. Some people have that. I'm not down with that. Just stains your colon. You can feel it just staining <laughs> your insides. But I got a cranberry salad I can get with. But like some people, some people it's not Thanksgiving if they don't have macaroni and cheese. And I don't understand how macaroni and cheese made it into Thanksgiving. It's not a Thanksgiving food to me. It's because you have kids at the table. Okay. But, I get that. But you, like, you is, like macaroni and cheese. No, though. no, I don't. Johnny. I don't, I don't like mac and cheese. What the heck? It's too creamy. I don't like. I don't like very creamy Whoa. things. Whoa. Yeah. This is like I take back everything I said about I don't your like wisdom. Che- I don't like cheesy, creamy things. 
I like. Oh, like, you mean like, like good like, food? You I don't like cheese like good on a food. burger, but I don't like. Uh, you just said I don't like cheesy, creamy things. Yeah, this is everything I like. I'm sorry, Johnny. You don't, don't even drink know. coffee, and you don't like mac and cheese. Yeah. What happened to you as a child that caused all this? Is what I Here's the thing, and somebody said this yesterday. If Thanksgiving meal is so good, why don't we eat it every day? Yeah. You know, and there is something to that of like, we got to have a turkey. It's Thanksgiving. But if turkey's so great, my mix, first of all, it takes a billion hours to cook a turkey. Oh, I know. So I mean, like, I don't know like, by experience. It's more trouble than it's worth. My wife came out of Walmart the night before and Thanksgiving. Then you're, sweat, you're, you're freaking out the whole time that it's going to be dry. You're freaking so you have to pour like a pound of gravy on it to make it edible. See, turkey, turkey baked turkey. Yes, my wife came out of Walmart turkey. and somebody had bought a frozen turkey the night before Thanksgiving, and she was like, "They are not." It takes like most of yeah. us start thawing our turkeys on like Monday. Yeah, I saw a lot of people posting that. I just started thawing my turkey. When should it be? You know, oh. they were like posting just to attack, just so, to troll people. Th- here's the thing with turkey because I, I have mixed emotions about turkey too. Yeah, but there's two ways that I'll eat it. Sure. That, that it's good food. Now, you bring just a regular turkey, yes. I'm like, why do we do this at Thanksgiving? It's just a, yeah. you know, whatever. It's just dry. and uh, I'll eat it, but I'm saying I want some gravy, some mashed potatoes. Yeah, you're going to have to doctor it. Yeah. But deep fried turkey. Deep fried turkey's dangerous, though. Well, I mean, only when you're frying it, not when you're Burn eating Burn your it. house down. No, I know it's not <laughs> dangerous when you eat it. It's dangerous to your heart. <laughs> <laughs> you need to take the leanest meat available and find a way. You know it saying, is. That's, again, yeah. have you seen my Advent turkey calendar? Oh, you're going to love it. <laughs> Each time you open it. Like, oh, it's a leg, this this. Day. So I ate the turkey leg. Uh, it's okay. smoked. It's the second way, by the way. So we got a smoked turkey from Houston's here in Mount Juliet. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, it's, it's good. Get it warm and everything. And then so, but I, I have a thing. I have like a, like a caveman instinctual reaction to... Uh, like a rotisserie chicken. Okay. I'm like an animal. Right. Rotisserie chicken is like, I can't stop. You take the whole chicken and just I hold can, it up to I your... I pick at it. Like, so we'll, you know, she'll cut some off and little slices and I will stand over that thing. Yeah. Because I like the skin. I like those kinds of things. I of like course. I like fat. Right. You know, like fat, fat makes food taste good. Right. You know, that's so like why a, pe- you know, that's why people in America are, they, I've read a study about this. This is why Americans are fat. And people in, like, say, Asia, Europe are less likely to be obese. It's because we season our food with fat, and they season their food with spice. Yeah. So, oh, like, yeah. if you go to Asia, it's like, this is so hot. Mm-hmm. That's how they season their food. We pour gravy on it, or uh-huh. we leave the skin on. Yeah. They take the skin off and then season it with spice. We're like, what is this? It's too hot. Dude. You should batter fry this. <laughs> <laughs> Put some butter on it. Did you bring me a 20-ounce ribeye? Yeah. With a huge, like... Uh, it's got a pat of butter on it now. When you get a steak at a oh, restaurant. Yeah. And I want the fat left on it. Yeah. Laura's like, ooh, that's gross. I'll eat the fat. Like, give it eat to the me. Fat. Put it in my mouth. His wife would eat it. no lean. Jack Spratt, remember that? I don't. It's from the Bible. Jack <laughs> Spratt would eat no fat. His wife would eat no lean. Is it supposed to rhyme with lean somewhere? I don't know. Somewhere oh, okay. in there probably does. <laughs> so, you bring me a turkey... The other day when the turkey was, when it was done, everybody left and we were cleaning up. Mm-hmm. It's like this huge rotisserie chicken sitting there for me now. It's been picked at. It's all nasty. But there's all kinds of stuff on it I want to just keep trying. Like a dog. Like I would just, yeah. and I ate the legs and they're not that good. But I did it anyway. I didn't eat them like right then. I was still full, but we put them away. So I don't know. Turkey again. That's what I told you. I can do it. 
It's probably my Thanksgiving thing. It's a thing, seasonal, like, yeah. yeah. It's like, uh, if eggnog's so great, why is it only a month a year? I love eggnog. It's fun, but I it's just... I had some last night. I, it's one of those things that's like, it's just going to appear, it's going to be, there's a whole container in your local grocery store that's just going to be full of eggnog, and then it'll all vanish. And the reason is, is because it's liquid mucus. <laughs> it's flavored <laughs> mucus. I, I did tell Laura, it is like a suspension more than a liquid. Like, it's, yeah. it really is. Uh, you know, she doesn't like it. Which is crazy because you know she's she's Again, got a it's really the creamy thing with me. I just don't. Mm. It's not the creamy for her. She realized it's the nutmeg. It's okay. just overpowering. So, do you know if boiled custard has less nutmeg than uh, eggnog? That's a question uh, for our listeners. I mean, these are important <laughs> things. <laughs> could you? Could someone tell me? Could you Google some things for us? You just take boiled custard and you and you chill no, it. No. I don't know, Johnny. I think it I'm seems. okay. I'm okay. With, I would drink eggnog in the summer. I think I would do it. Bring me It'd be a interesting glass. to be like, have a big thing of eggnog <laughs> when you're playing basketball with your friends. Like, hang on, guys. I got to take a quick break. <laughs> just start chugging eggnog. What is wrong with this guy? He just loves it. He loves he the stuff. Loves, loves eggnog. It's a big energy burst. Speaking of basketball, I think that we should play some basketball next year. I'm with you. So I know you're running a lot, and I'm running. We're in better shape. It's a different ball. Well, I'm not in now great is shape. The time, now is the time when you tear your... Your oh. Achilles instead. Like our age is when you go up for that shot or uh-huh. that that jump shot that you think like oh, this is nothing. I can do this. Your body's like no, sir, and then you're in the hospital. Yeah, I do worry about that. Basketball is because so, I have broken my ankle like twice, and you have. Well, it's too. like knee stuff is when this is when knee stuff starts happening. <sighs> your knees go the you're wrong right. way when you land. We should not play basketball. Let's hold off. Let's just run. And I started biking. I told you. Did I buy him about gigantic, yeah, my yeah, gigantic yeah. bike? Yeah, you said it was awesome. Cartoonic. Yeah, but you're a tall guy. It is, but it's just it's a bit much. It feels like I'm up there. It feels like I'm up there on a unicycle. It feels like when I do finally wipe out, it's going to be a long way to fall. <laughs> Can you put your foot down and stop, or do you have to like lean Tip, tippy, all tippy toe? Oh wow! So that's a that tall seat bike. is up there for a tall. We bought Curry a bike yesterday, yeah. and when you put my bike by hers in the garage, it looks like like Mama Bear and Baby Bear. <laughs> it's it's really. I'm a gigantic person. Uh, well, hey, must be nice to be tall. Oh. It is. I can reach things on the top shelf. It's yeah. pretty cool. I can hit my head on the door frame. Love it. Can you? No. Okay. Maybe like a, some doors. I was going to say. Like the airplane door, they're always like, ducks, make sure you watch your head. Speaking of tall people uh, in basketball, I do I do have one thing I'm, I'm mourning, and I know this doesn't sound like a big deal, mm-hmm. but Tennessee basketball canceled the first four games. Four? Oh, I thought it was just two. We had... How much COVID? Well, well, I coach, guess there's more than one game a week, so you right. There was two games in two weeks. Barnes has COVID, uh, and apparently he just has mild symptoms. Have and you reached former, out? I know that you you text him from time to time. I did reach out, and uh, did he reach out back? He Be did. like, he did, yeah. Okay. yeah. He's a friend. He let me know he was doing okay. So I, mean, I really, I'm really pray for him, like regardless of basketball. Yeah, I mean, he's in the, he's, he's up in the age group where it could yeah. be bad. Yeah, yeah. Him and Fulmer both, I think, very mild symptoms, so that's good. But um, but dude, we had Gonzaga. Yeah. Next week. Number one in the nation. They just beat Auburn but and they beat... does that just come beat, up as a forfeit? How does that work? It's just, yes, a cancellation of, yeah. a, of our non-conference schedule. Well, they won't get the win against us either, though, so it's not, you know, just, we just wait. We're no, gonna see, but that... We're going to get to see how who we are, though. If we win our games, we're going to do yeah, okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see what SEC schedule looks like. And we still get Kansas in January in the Big 12 SEC. Assuming things aren't way worse. Right. Hmm. Yeah. Things are trending in a great direction. Oh, they are. We're up to, what, over 200,000 a day? <laughs> Sadly enough, yeah, uh, you guys could pray. One of my wife's childhood friend's father's passed away yesterday. Oh, that's COVID, awful. So, yeah. And, um, yeah. So, 
And, and here you are worried about basketball. I know. I'm sorry. Good I'm sorry. grief. Well, I was trying to keep it light, you oh. know, but then I don't want to not acknowledge the people suffering as well. So that's, that's the weird. Because we hold these things in tension. That's what we're all learning to do. We hold good and bad in tension. And that's what Advent's about. The waiting, Johnny, holding it all in tension. The pain even of it as you wait with hope. Guys, that's our show today. So <laughs> it really is. We actually we hope you hold us in tension. <laughs> We do appreciate the uh, the great reviews and the messages and the questions. Send us more questions, uh, things you want us to talk about. You can go visit Johnny's social media just by, uh, I don't know, Googling it, I guess. Or John, johnnyw.com. No, there's no other way. Go to johnnyw.com or go to talkaboutthatpodcast.com. And uh, we are looking into what next year looks like. We're talking about that. We are. I think this is episode one. 2021 is going to be our year, guys. We did good. Uh, 2020, actually, podcasting wise, we really, I really think so agree. too. So yeah, we need to make that next jump now. So uh, so yes, yeah, and the stuff you want us to talk about, and that's you know that's the best we can do right now, Johnny. Just talk about stuff, which mm-hmm. is why we called it this. So hey, guys, we do appreciate you listening. We'll see you next week. I'll talk about that. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for working everything out for my good. Help me trust in your perfect plan. Amen. Father, thank you for loving and caring for me. With Christian prayer meditation, you can pray along to prayers based on specific topics. Go to lifeaudio.com or search your favorite podcast app for Christian prayer meditation. You can also download the Abide app for biblical meditations at abide.com dot com.